From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 209, for the week of October 24, 2013. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone and welcome to the show. I'm your host Tom Bell and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo Malata-Willie, Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel. In this week's show, Allison Henry is back to get more advice for her holiday vacation, and we talk about the new disability access service with Michael, his wife Carol, and Diz legal correspondent Jack Bergen. All that plus this week's news, roundtable rapid fire, and our Diz Sports Thread of the Week on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello everyone. Howdy-ho! Hey there, hi there, ho there. Come on, Tony. Oh, hey. Oh, there you are. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. How's everyone's week going? If I can get that new, uh, what does the fox say song out of my head, I think I'll be much oh, better. No. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. I don't think foxes really say that. <laughs> well, you know, Robin Hood certainly didn't say that in Disney's version of Robin Hood, where Robin Hood is fox. No. <laughs> wow. See, you can tie anything to the podcast. That was a reach. Does anybody have any housekeeping before Nancy compares something else to something else? I do have okay, a couple. Go, okay, go ahead. Um, Kelly and I went to the uh, first night showing of Nightmare Before Christmas at El Capitan on cool. the 15th. El Capitan? Um, El Capitan. I love when she speaks <laughs> Spanish. <laughs> um, and it was a lot of fun. It was, um, oh my gosh, I forgot his name. Oh, no. Jack Skellington. No, the guy who does the voice for Oogie Boogie. Ken Page. Ken Page. Kelly had his picture all over Facebook. He was there and he sang live for us. Nice. Oh. Ex- and, and oh my gosh, you could just see the character while he was singing. It was so cool. Because usually the first night that they um, start Nightmare Before Christmas, um, they're celebrating the 20th year that this has been mm-hmm. showing. And it's been at the El Capitan, I think, um, for seven years. And okay. then, of course, 13 years at right. the Haunted Mansion. But they had him. They had um, – I should have written the names down. It's uh, one of the producers who was friends with – no, not that one, Nancy. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear that. <laughs> who was friends with, with Tim Burton in, in college and um, also Frank Thompson, who wrote a book about uh, – Tim Burton and Nightmare Before Christmas and okay. the three of them spoke about the movie and the cool thing for people who go see the Nightmare Before Christmas they have the uh, models downstairs you know they sometimes have, they have an exhibit right. for different movies well downstairs they have the actual storyboards that were used to create Nightmare Before Christmas and they have the models that were used parts of the models that were used to build the huge the big stage and they showed us how they made that movie. There was so much. It took 10 years at, to make yep. Nightmare Before Christmas. And it was, the idea was in their minds even before that. And so, um, it was kind of, well, it was really cool to see that. And of course the show itself, it's in 4D mm-hmm. for anybody who wants to go see it now. So before, before they run out at the Capitan, you can see it. Um, I think it's playing every day of the week. Um, go watch it. Cool. So. Yeah, one and, other. Yeah, another one's real quick is if anybody's going to be doing uh, the ginger making a gingerbread haunted house at the Jazz Kitchen this Sunday, I'm going to be there. 
Okay. So hopefully Say I'll hello. see you there. Yep. Get, get a dis button. Get a dis button. I will have them with me. Awesome. Any other housekeeping? I do. Okay. Uh, just a couple of updates. One is the I talked about the the saga of my premiere pass, mm-hmm. and it did get resolved. Good news. Okay. Uh, finally, the, the whatever magic happened between Orlando and Anaheim took place, and it worked perfectly for me and Carol. The interesting thing is there's been a thread running on the board with other people that have premiere passes who got who are Disneylanders, but they got them in Disney World. Everyone's having the same issue, but interesting thing is Disneyland has been dealing with everybody in a different way. So some have received resolution, others have not. So hopefully, you know, uh, you know, hopefully at some point Disney will work on this. What it seems to come down to is there's only one person in Orlando that deals with this issue (laughs) and he doesn't work weekends. (laughs) Um, and so hopefully it'll get worked out. But yeah, you just have to, you do have to get whatever the file is or something right. sent over from Orlando. So has, that's that. Has anybody been on the Disneyland website in the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. use like to use the new reservation? So it's I don't like well, it's weird now because like everything's combined. It knows me when you log in, but before Disneyland and Disney World were separate. But now it's showing my Disney World reservations and my Disneyland reservations all in one screen, and it's just weird. Okay, I've got a call. You know what? Do you know how snobbish you guys sound? I'm just saying. I didn't mean it like that. Okay, you've got the one person with the, I've got the Premier Pass, and it's not working at Disneyland, and then you go with the, when I log in, I've got... My Disney World reservation, I, I and have, my I Disneyland have a reservation. reservation at Disneyland. And, I'm just saying. And a pop I agree with reservation Tony. at Disney World. I mean, seriously. I, I'm not saying okay. that those aren't issues. <laughs> I'm just saying it sounds like, I well, my one my, yacht is just that they don't have a place for it. That's right. And if I had a yacht, I'd expect a, a dock <laughs> for it. <laughs> i got to right, call sorry. a spade a spade. All right. Did you have another okay. one, Michael? I do. Okay, I have on. an update for Not Scary Farm Trapped, the new experiment. You know how I mentioned in my review that... That not scary enough or something? Well, that they didn't have anything gross. Well, apparently due to to many guest complaints, they've rectified that situation. (laughs) What? Yes. In two of the rooms now, they are gross. One to the point that I, I don't think I would have enjoyed Trapped. If I had to experience that, they, they significantly changed the, um, padded room in there. And so I'm just letting folks know that, cause, you know, it's still running, you know, for a few more days, that, um, it's, it's now a different experience than what I talked about. But also what this means is going forward, because they felt they had to add a grossness factor to it, you know, it's going to be in place next year and probably hyped up a little more so is the grossest factor something you have to eat or is it well i don't want to ruin it for people it's let's just say that it involves all the senses um not necessarily eating although i could see how you might have to depending upon maybe who's occupying these two rooms um and they maybe want to change it up a bit but um Definitely your sense of smell, touch, 
you know, things like that. Um, probably some, you'd have to go wash up afterwards. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm yeah. so glad that we didn't take those two boys up on their offer for us to go on that trapped. Yeah. Well, it wasn't that way when I went. So this has happened. Uh, a fr- the friend that I went with, one of the friends I went with, he went two weeks later and went in the trapped and it was, it had been changed. So. Cool. Okay, do I sound old, but when did Halloween get this way that everybody expects and demands gore now out of their Halloween? Yeah, and this is it. No, and this is when I was when I used to trick or treat. You just put on the plastic masks. Mm-hmm. It wasn't all yeah. gorish. It's really become gorish and horish. Really, that's what Halloween's become. Yeah. It's, when it, it, it's, it's when it became an adult holiday. I, maybe. Well, maybe I think the beer companies it. realized that they could advert like part. Like, yeah, it's become I, like a. I blame it on Elvira. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, she was way of, back never then mind, too. Sorry. I, just, I think it's when San Francisco's exotic erotic ball went nationwide. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking oh, of gorish, don't forget Podcast Cruise <laughs> 5.0. I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. Oh, my gosh. Podcast oh. Cruise 5.0 on the newly reimagined, hopefully it's done by now, Disney Magic. Uh, that is November 30th, 2014. That's a Western Caribbean seven-night cruise. And check out uh, our show notes, and I'll have links to all the details on that. Chat night, Wednesday nights, 9 p.m. Uh, I will be there, hopefully, this Wednesday. Um, if you want to get hold of us, you can email us each at our individual names at dlpodcast.wwinfo.com. Or you can email, I'm sorry, individual names at, w- yeah, at www.info.com. Or email the group at dlpodcast.wwinfo.com. Again, show notes page is disunplugged.com. You can get links to anything we talk about or links to any past shows. Any other housekeeping? Oh, you know what? We should at least give a shout-out to the gal who sent us that amazingly long um, email from Australia this week. And oh, yeah. It's a really awesome email, and I'm sure none of us have talked about it yet, so we'll talk about it soon, I imagine. <laughs> but we'll answer you at some point. But, um, we love hearing from you. Even, <laughs> even if we don't respond right away, we do love hearing from you. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you very much for sharing everything you shared with us. Michael. Yes. Did you hand out any, and, and also Mary Jo, were you able to get out, give away any disunplugged buttons? I'm I did. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I, not yet. Okay. Try harder. <laughs> <laughs> so well, definitely, I... definitely if you see us in the parks and we're wearing a disunplugged button, ask for one. Yeah, and if you see me at the Walt Disney Family Museum... I'll have them. And if you see me down at the Taco Bell in Clovis, <laughs> um, I'll have, no, I probably won't have them there anyway. Um, <laughs> is there any other, uh, we said we were punchy, didn't we? Um, yes. any other housekeeping? No? Okay, good. Alright. I don't oh. have any buttons. No one any loves buttons. me enough okay. to give well, me buttons. She has buttons. <laughs> well, Zoe's trying to push my button right now. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's, head over to squeak. <laughs> let's head over to Tony with the news. Okay, Glitz has returned to the Anaheim Halloween Parade, but you know what? I don't think it ever really left. <laughs> anyway, whatever that means. Um, sorry. Okay. 
I was really proud of that one. <laughs> Thank you. Who are you down. wearing at the parade, Tony? Yeah, the, you're, right, you're right. You're right. That's no. I, what it was, I was wearing Wrangler because they fit, <laughs> and a sweatshirt. That's what I was wearing at the parade. Because it's comfortable. Yeah, because it's comfortable jeans. And Drew Brees and Brett Favre told me to, and obviously that's what I'm going to wear. You didn't listen to Adam Levine and go to Kmart. Adam Levine and Kmart. Really? Yeah. Obviously, the I want clothing to line. Okay, well. <laughs> that was for okay. all of our voice lovers in the audience, unless okay. Tom edits that out. Quite possibly. Okay, <laughs> Quite. okay so Glitz so has returned okay. to the Anaheim Halloween Parade, and the I, you know, I, it's I'm all perturbed. I started the whole thing, anyways, by making the joke, so I shouldn't really be perturbed. Um, Glitz has returned to the Anaheim Halloween Parade <laughs> in the quiet confines <laughs> of a small city-owned warehouse. Jody Daly put the finishing touches on a green and purple haunted house, one of a dozen new handcrafted floats that will be introduced during the 89th annual Anaheim Halloween Parade. The 17-foot-tall wooden structure was far more advanced and mobile compared with the modest haunted houses daily crafted from cardboard hangers and his sister's dolls while growing up in the San Fernando Valley. Daly said, I'm having as much fun now as when I was a kid. We want to bring back a sense of tradition and creativity back to the neighborhood and to the parade. Daly and his partner, Kevin Kidney... Started helping with the Halloween parade several years ago, but took it upon themselves this year to design a dozen floats aimed at reviving the event's fading image. Maybe me wearing Wranglers didn't really help the image. No, no. <laughs> um, their work will be showcased during the Anaheim Halloween parade set for 6 p.m. October 26th along Broadway between Manchester Avenue and Anaheim Boulevard. The parade is part of a host of fall events that day, including a festival that precedes it and a haunted house at the Museo that also will be open four other days through November 1st. We're re-energizing the entire event this year to celebrate the fall harvest and, of course, Halloween, said Carol Latham, a member of the festival organizing committee. Daly and Kidney began volunteering with the parade shortly after moving several years ago into the home of Kate and Ella Ray, the two young girls Catella Avenue is named for. Oh, Kate and Ella. Did we already discuss that once? Yep. No. Yes. Did we? Probably. Yes. That's where the street Catella got its name. Okay. (laughs) So it's exciting. That's new news for me. Uh, the men aren't novice artists. Daly and Kidney created Disney parade floats and collectible baubles for more than 20 years and now own a design firm known as the Kevin and Jody Show. A black and purple spider will crawl along the parade route along with a short skeleton carrying a giant coffin. Andy Anaheim, the city's long forgotten mascot. Yes, I did not know. Andy Anaheim. <laughs> will be off long forgotten. He's of police to make it appear that he's beating a drum. Kidney said his favorite float is a replica of a silver spaceship emblazoned with a misspelled flying sasser. The <laughs> by neighborhood children who dressed as Martians for the Halloween parade in 1953. This is the old elementary school Halloween that our folks grew up with and we kind of remember from the past, said Kidney, who was born in Anaheim and grew up in Arizona. This isn't so much about horror and blood and is more safe and cuddly with skeletons, jack-o'-lanterns, black cats, and all that stuff, Kidney said. We've always loved Halloween, so we're trying to insert some humor as a way to bring families and the community together. The vintage-style floats are aimed at bringing back a sense of nostalgia to Anaheim's Halloween Parade, which began in 1924 with baseball legend Babe Ruth serving as the first Grand Marshal. The parade became so popular it was televised on KTLA during the 1960s. The parade's popularity waned during the 1980s as Anaheim's population grew and the event's creative edge was pretty much wiped out. City officials took control of the parade in 2008 in an attempt to work it into a year-long celebration of Anaheim's 150th anniversary, but the event was handed back to volunteers several years ago. 
Since then, community volunteers have slowly worked to breathe new life into the parade. It's more than celebrating Halloween, said Lori Din- Dinwiddle, who organized the parade this year. It's about setting aside our differences and bringing the community back together. Wow, I did not know the Anaheim parade was such a big deal. and was around for that long. Did you guys? I did. Yeah. I did because I read the <laughs> D23 magazine article. <laughs> but, but I listened to Mary Jo. I, oh, yeah. I, I, I did because I went to the fundraiser that they had for the parade in Anaheim. This so sounds like so much fun. Mary Jo, are you going to go We missed you a lot, Tony, when you were gone. No, I'm still just going to be the pretty face and not do any research. I'm just saying that. Mary Jo, are you going to head out to the parade? Are you gonna... I'm, I'm planning on it. My nephews are coming out this weekend. so Cool. Um, we're going to be doing some fun things, and I think that's going to be one of them, especially since we had gone. One of the cool things that I didn't say um, about that um, fundraiser at the little pizza joint that we went to, mm-hmm. um, there was a lady. There were Kevin was showing, giving us a slideshow of the parade in years years past, and there were these uh, young ladies that were dressed with with sashes, like prom dresses, but they were at the parade. They were like the the court for the parade mm-hmm. and one of those young girls was there in the in the little pizza place with us and didn't know that that didn't know that that picture existed so she came up and she's i think in her 70s now oh wow and she said that's me and it was just so cool to see um to see her in that picture and Kevin knew that he had encouraged that she go to the um to the fundraiser because he knew that that picture was going to be there. Anyway, it was very cool nice. to see that and to see her there and everything. Cool. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the parade. I think it's, you know, it's there. It's pretty close to Disneyland. And just to see this town rally around and, and bring back to life this parade and the talent of Kevin Kidney and Jody Daly, oh, my gosh. It's going to be really cool to see. Awesome. And the haunted I didn't know they were going to have a haunted house afterwards, so. Cool. Yay. Okay. You're waiting for me? <laughs> yeah, we're yes. waiting for you. That's <laughs> your cue, buddy. There's only so many times we can say yay. <laughs> the 23rd annual chalk event through Disney Resort just raised $1.9 million for the Children's Hospital. Hey. 15,000 people crowded Disneyland's Main Street USA before dawn recently for the 23rd annual chalk walk in the park. Nice. The walk raised $1.9 million this year for programs and services at Children's Hospital of Orange County. Fireworks over Sleeping Beauty Castle signaled walkers to hit the 5K course, winding through Disneyland, Disney California Adventure, and Downtown Disney. As dawn broke, the parks were already stirring with Disney characters. Mickey, Minnie, Disney princesses, and other characters cheered walkers on along with Disney employees. Most teams, some as large as 200 people, wore colorful t-shirts and held banners with the name of a child who benefited from chalk services. Some walked in honor of former and current patients. Others walked for patients who died from their illnesses, yet wanted to show appreciation for Chalk's care. Jocelyn's Angels, a group of 14 walking in honor of Jocelyn Ivers, four, stopped to take photos with the three good fairies of Sleeping Beauty in front of the similar-themed castle. This year, the team raised more than $1,000 for the hospital, which performed open-heart surgery for Jocelyn when she was two days old. There are no words to express how grateful and appreciative I am, said Jocelyn's mother, Denise Ivers, 34, of Fountain Valley. This is a celebration of life and the love and care Chalk was able to provide for us. John and Chris Mash, both 46, have led Masher team about 200 people this year since the walk began in 1991. 
Their son, John, died in 2010 at 20 after battling brain cancer. Chris Mash said she walks to show her gratitude and appreciation for the treatment her son received at Chalk, where he also battled leukemia as a toddler. They raised more than $10,500 this year. You don't know how lucky you are until you have to use a hospital like that, said Chris Mash of Corona. You don't have to go out of state to get latest and greatest. It's all right here. This is such a huge blessing. Many parents said they especially treasured the little things Chalk staff did for their families in times of restlessness. Cypress resident Dean Hirsch, 11, was diagnosed with lymphoma last year. His mother, Susan Hirsch, 44, said one staff member was kind enough to rub her shoulders for a few minutes. She also said the staff let Dean, an avid soccer player, dribble a soccer ball through the halls while he was in chemotherapy at Chalk for about eight months. They really reach out to families to help them survive and feel loved, Susan Hirsch said. We forever have so many employees in our hearts. We owe so much to them for helping us through such difficult times. Dean has been in remission since January and showed no signs of illness at the walk. Dean has since returned to his school, St. Hedwig School in Los Alamitos, and the soccer field. About 150 people walked on his team this year, which raised over $15,000 for the hospital. Dean was chosen as this year's Chalk Walk Ambassador, a child chosen each year to share a story representative of all the other children whose own medical journeys are filled with apprehension, courage, and inspiration, said Zachariah Abrams Munitz director of Chalk Foundation Special Events and Corporate Relations. By 8.30 a.m., walkers were still streaming through the finish line. Charles Decker, 29, participating for the first time, raised $350 with family members and its four-month-old daughter Lilith as Team Lilypad. After Lilith was born in June, doctors could not pri- properly diagnose why her bo- bowels did not work properly. She was admitted into Chalk the next day where she was diagnosed with Hirschsprung's disease, which is a blockage in the large intestine. She went through surgery and continues to receive regular checkups at Chalk. As soon as she got to Chalk, they were giving her round-the-clock care to figure out what was wrong, Decker said. It was comforting and reassuring. The Chalk Walk began in 1991 in Santa Ana. Around 1,400 walkers participated that year. Twelve years ago, the event moved inside Disneyland. Disney's involvement dates to the 1960s. And a little did you know, it's 3.1 miles. Mm-hmm. 15,000 walkers, 800 teams with participants from as far away as Canada, Mexico, Australia, and South Korea. Biggest team was 800 people for the credit unions for Chalk, a Orange County credit union, raised nine over almost $10,000, and then Disney volunteers, mm-hmm. 500 people raised 55000 Wow. So 50, over $55,000. Wow. Yay. And Very nice. Raised almost twenty-three million dollars. Goodness. Good for them. Yeah. Children's yeah. hospitals are so deserving. That's the news. Thank you, Tony. Time for rapid fire. Let's start with Michael. Well, I went to a special event this past weekend. You know, mm-hmm. you guys, you guys have, you know, we we do Disney a little differently up here. Than you do down there. You have your theme parks, and uh, this is going to go back to maybe Tony's comments about you know we're fussing about our premier passes and all that. You Wait, know, we who did, do... you, who did you see this weekend, Michael? <laughs> well, 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 there was a little twist there, oh, okay. but um, but we went. You didn't to... show up. Oh, no, we went to the Lassiter Family Winery um, Fall oh. Wine Release event. So not only do we have the Walt Disney Family Museum up in Northern California for our Disney fix, but there's a variety of wineries we can go to that are owned by um, 
Disney personalities, such as the Silverado Winery that's owned by Diane Disney Miller and Ron Miller. Um, you know, there's uh, Fess Parker Winery, who, you know, played um, D- Davy Crockett. And also there's John Lasseter of, of Disney Pixar. He, he has um, his own winery, and this is in Glen Ellen, California. And Carol and I actually joined the wine club uh, beginning of this year. And the reason we did it is mainly so we could go to the special events. <laughs> and, um, you know, and this is very different than other wineries where, you know, it's a very small winery. It's almost like a boutique winery. They do blends in the French tradition of winemaking, which means that normally I get migraines when I drink red wines, but the way they blend their red wines, I can drink their red wines and not get a headache. So that Yay. that's really exciting for me. And they so they make a, a, several red wines, and then there's a rosé they make. But they did announce next year they're going to be making their first white wine, which is um, cool. And so some of the events that they have that you can go to, if you go to a wine tasting, you have to make reservations. And when you go, because this isn't open to the public where you can just drop in at some wineries like you can, um, you know, where they just are open on the weekends, like Silverado Winery is. But you, um, but when you go, it's a lovely spread in this beautiful room where you have a variety of cheese and crackers and many glasses of wine, which they freely refill. And mm. they, t- and not only, <laughs> yeah, it, it's nice. Not only do they explain the, the the um you know the the history of the winery and the and and the, and the different wines and they'll answer any questions that you want because when we did our wine tasting there were only three of us there um for it so it was it was very private and then they but the person that did our wine tasting though did know about Disney history so he did talk a little about John Lasseter and. Disney, but um, the Disney is very low keyed here. There are touches of it, but um, it, but it's all about the wine. The couple of wine events that we went to, where it was the fall releases, they these um, these are where the the one that they had for the spring release. They had the food trucks there. They had music. Um, they had as much wine as you wanted to drink. Um, but John Lasseter was there, and his wife Nancy was there, and John just free, just freely moved around, chatted with people. I had a long conversation with him about why they lived in Glen Ellen, why he wanted to raise his his five boys there, and some of his couple of his boys were there as well, um, helping um, work the event, and and then he talked about sort of the history of the winery and all that. Um, people are sort of very respectful. They don't, they, they're not asking for autographs. They're not getting into, oh, tell us what the next release is you're working on, you know, film-wise and, and that kind of thing. But um, for, the, for the fall release, it was a much smaller affair. Um, he was supposed to be there. They moved it from September to this weekend past because he and Nancy were supposed to be there, but then they had a conflict. And the rumor was he was actually in Florida. So I don't know if he, so I, I don't know if that was true or not. But they had, um, instead of wine, uh, food trucks this time, they had a bruschetta bar where you could put all these different toppings on bruschetta. They had a risotto bar. Ooh, yeah. Where again, you could put all of these different toppings on risotto. A risotto bar? Yeah, it was really good. 
and blue cheese on risotto. I'd never had that before. Oh, oh my gosh. It's excellent. But they had pancetta you could put on um, on the risotto, and all the ingredients for the pancetta were growing at the winery. <laughs> and they had um, sautéed mushrooms you could put on the risotto, uh, all kinds of different things. Some homegrown tomatoes that were oh. um, on there. And, um, and then they had um, roasted pork loin sandwiches on these um, crusty rolls as well. So, and then, of course, all the wine you could drink. They were also, they were also giving um, straight from the barrel. You could taste test um, the, their newest red wine that they would be releasing next spring. And then they had a contest where you, um, they had all these uh, old implements for winemaking. And, and there were 20 of them, but then they had 26 names. And you had to try to match up um, what they were and there were top three winners where you got bottles of wine of your choice and then um, ev- but everyone who participated got a free um, Lasseter Winery t-shirt and these are normally $25 t-shirts so that was nice and you all got to keep your wine glass which is etched with the Lasseter family um, crest on it which is was really nice and those are normally $10 um, those glasses, but anyway, so that's how I spent the day. It was a gorgeous, um, you know, autumn day. There's also a, a nice group from the Disney Family Museum that are members, so I got to see them. A lot of them are listeners to the podcast. But if people are interested, if you're, if you know, folks are touring Northern California, you might want to look into maybe making a reservation to do wine tasting at the Lasseter Winery. Yeah, what does something like that run? The wine tasting, um, you know, I'm not sure because you have to sign up online for okay. it. And so you have to get in there because we're members. We get it free. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And so, but I think it's like, I want to say it's like $25, $35 a person. Okay. But it's well worth it. Gotcha. And then there, they also do have the wine club and there's three membership levels and it's free to join and you get discounts on the merchandise. And then the different levels are based on how much wine, um, <laughs> you get every year. We're the lowest level. So we only get three bottles of wine for every release, but, um, you can get to where it's up to, um, you know, up to 12 bottles of wine per shipment. And, um, but you also then, if you move up to the upper levels, you get more wine, complimentary wine tastings a year. And, um, also if you get to the highest level, you get to, you're invited to special events. And there, and usually hosted by John and Nancy. So, um, so anyway, so something to look forward to if you want to do something a little different, if you're coming up to Northern California, but still want that little Disney, um, you know, Disney touch. They also in the, in the gift shop, they do have, um, the Pixar wine glasses that you can get there if you still, if you want to get a little Disney, um, memento of your wine tasting day. Cool. That wasn't snobbish at all. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Michael, Mary Jo. Well, coming up in November, uh-huh. um, November 18th through the 22nd, The View is going to be um, taping over at the Disneyland Park. Cool. Their first guest is going to be Jimmy Kimmel Live. And since The View comes on at, I think, 8 o'clock um, Pacific time, right. 10 o'clock uh, Eastern, we, I, I think they're going to be 
filming before the park opens, and a little bit after the park is open, they'll still be filming. So just kind of keep in mind when you're there those days um, that there's going to be a crowd there watching the view. And then if you want tickets, we're going to have a link in our show notes to the Disneyland blog, or excuse me, to the Disney blog, and there's a link there that shows how you can request tickets by email. Cool. Sounds like fun. Yeah, I think so. No, not really. Um, no, there's a lot of people who like The View, and I think they're going to really enjoy watching the show. Right. Watching the tape of the show. Plus, you know, people who don't live in Southern California don't get the opportunity often to, you know, where they can watch something being taped right. or so they'll right. be able to see how that works. How boring that is. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> awesome. It takes a lot of time to set it up. Yeah. All right, thank you, Mary Jo. A little Christmas update. We have a new event coming for Christmas to Disney California Adventure. This is called Viva Navidad. Uh, The Paradise Gardens area of the park will come to life with festive music, vibrant colors, jubilant dancing, character appearances, delicious food, and fun activities for the whole family. Several times a day, a high-energy street party will take over Paradise Gardens, led by the Three Caballeros, along with musicians, dancers, 12-foot-tall puppets, plus Mickey, Minnie, and Santa and Mrs. Claus. Ooh. So that's... And that starts November 15th. Um, Also starting November 15th is... That's the day that um, World of Color Winter Dreams premieres to the general public. A week before that, November 8th, is when we will first see Believe in Holiday Magic. Um... And also, November 8th is the day we will see um, a Christmas fantasy parade. So they've kind of split up the split up the the premieres of Christmas this week this year just to make it hard on me. I think is what they're what they're doing. <laughs> oh, it's, it's more opportunities life. to visit Disneyland. Yes, Tom. that okay. Um, and I will tell you that November 14th. There is no World of Color on the official schedule of Disneyland. However, that is the day that is the media premiere of World of Color Winter Dreams. We will be there. Um, We're going to try to bring that to you live. So keep keep watching the Diz, and and I'll, I'll get you updates in the next couple of weeks. But... November fourteenth is is the is the red carpet uh, quote unquote red carpet premiere of, of Winter Dreams. So and that's a Thursday night. That's so. a Thursday night. Yep, yep. So should be fun. I love uh, that, you, that you show these live. Yeah, have you been? Has anybody been watching the stuff from the Orlando team? The new because they 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 finally got glow with the show, and so they had Fantasmic last week, and this weekend was the um, wishes, I think. Their fireworks show finally got. Um, uh, oh, so the fireworks show also got glow with glow with the yeah, fireworks show sure here. And oh. and um, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, Osborne Family Lights will have glow with the show. Oh, that's oh, very be awesome. Fun. That, yeah, that that'll be, be nice. very cool to see, especially to see because uh, for those of you who have seen uh, World of Color with a lot of of of. Um, Hats, global yeah. to show ears. They can control different zones, 
So it'll be interesting to see how that works with Osborne Family Lights. Just curious how, how, how effective they can make that. So, sorry, talking about Disney World. My bad. Alright, uh, Nancy. <laughs> okay, well, as y'all know, I'm a pretty cozy person and, and <laughs> some have even used the words queen of the cozy cone at California Adventure. Um, it's one of our favorite places to snack in DCA. Well, guess what? You know, we've talked about how kind of short they are in the early hours of the park. Well, they've got two new breakfast scrambles at the Cozy Cone, and you can get them, I believe, at the Cone Queso in the middle. And they are officially called the Chorizo and Egg Cone, which has um, scrambled eggs, chorizo, tomatillo sauce, and uh Pico de Gallo on top, and the Southwest Scramble Cone, scrambled eggs, bell peppers, onions, roasted corn, black beans, cheddar cheese, and a kicky avocado corn salsa, their words, not mine. (laughs) (laughs) Both are $6.99 plus tax. You can get your, um, I think you can get your AP discount. No, no, no. You can't get your AP. That's right. You can't get your AP discount at the Cozy Cones. But you can use cards at the Cozy Cones. Um, So um, they're available from park opening until 11 a.m. Oh, and rumor has it, November 6th, the Cars Land Dynaco Blue Holiday Cone Sippers are coming back this year for for the holidays. Get them all, get them all they're hot. They are really super cute because they incorporate snowflakes into yeah. the into the design. Yep. So something different rather than drinking out of your favorite orange cozy cones. Yep. Thank you, Nancy. Uh, Tony. Uh-oh. You know, there's something called mute, and for those of you that don't know, when you push the mute button and you talk, people can't hear Nothing you. comes out. So what I was just doing was pretending push. to see whether I could beat the mute. I guess I can't. No. I was really loud, but um, it didn't work. <laughs> so now that the mute button is not on, um, technology is very, very hard. Just a peek behind the um, scenes of the unplugged. Yes. I figured, yeah, people want to see. It's like the reality show of the mm-hmm. podcast right Yes, now. yes. That's exciting. We all live in the same um, house. And Are we voting yeah. Tony out? Yes. <laughs> why are you vote? Why me? Really? You just you went straight to where are we voting Tony out? <laughs> are we already at Tribal Council? Hey, I'm the one, I was I waiting think, for the reward I think challenge. on the reunion show, I'd be the one with t- people with T-shirts with my face on it. So I don't Can know. Can we get Ed Cohen to do the... To the, to the <laughs> okay, Tony. Sorry, uh, but maybe I'd be kind of like the puck of the podcast. Oh gosh! Oh, like please just no. really me or kind of like I don't know. We are <laughs> using way too many reality show references. I went back to the first, like the yes, second. Yes, you did. Yeah. yeah Wait, good. no, that was the. Well, anyway, no, that wasn't the first. Okay, that was early though. And Limited time magic. Tony's naked right now. <laughs> <laughs> Limited Sorry. time what? Limited time magic has brought October has bring an Oktoberfest celebration to Disney California Adventure Park. Yay. Limited time magic is bringing special limited time offerings to Bayside Brews at Disney California Adventure to celebrate Oktoberfest from October 14th to 31. 30 worst. That was a good, yes, that was good. list. Nice, that, that was, was an accident, but obviously I've got the German thing going here. 
Guests, 31st, guests can enjoy the following treats in addition to the regular menu. Bratwurst sausage in a Bursin garlic brioche with hickory smoked bacon, sauerkraut, and potato chips or apple slices. Yum. Bavarian pretzel with choice of mustard. Gingerbread bunt cake. Carl Strauss Oktoberfest beer and Hofbrau Munchen beer. Yum. So, sounds tasty. There you go. Awesome. Thank you, Tony. All right, that is rapid fire. Time for our thread of the week. Mary Jo. This week we have a thread from N Blake 5 on the Diz, and we know her as Nicole. Hey. We know her. Hey. And Nicole's thread is asking for help for a Give Kids the World Diz Meet Out West. Okay. She writes, Hi there, fellow Dizzers. I've been thinking a lot about the call for a Give Kids the World Diz Meet Out West. Who's been making that call? <laughs> There's... Uh, We've mentioned it a few times, I oh, think, yeah, right? Oh, yeah, that was yeah. us. All right, cool. Uh, you did, specifically. Um, she's, but Nicole's been thinking about this, so this is really wonderful. She writes, I've actually had this in my head for a while now. I live just south of Tucson, Arizona, and I've been thinking how cool it would be to have an Old West meet, maybe Witty and Jesse theme. We have Tombstone close by, as well as Old Tucson, which is an Old West theme park. I use that term loosely. And a movie location which would both be awesome places to have a meet and a podcast recording. The problem is that I have no idea where to begin. It seems such a daunting task. Are there any other Dizzards in Arizona? Any that would join forces with me? Any with prior fundraising experience? I have none. I really think this could be a unique and special event, but thinking about the logistics sends me into a tailspin. I'm full of ideas with no clue how to make them coalesce into an actual event. I'm asking... Excuse me. I'm asking for help from anyone in Arizona, as well as advice from anyone who has put together something like this before. How can we make this happen? So I think anybody who's had um, experience putting a meet together could maybe weigh in on the thread. And especially those of our dizzers who live in Arizona, if um, letting you know that this thread is out there on the Disneyland board, and we'll have a link to it in our show notes. So... Um, I think we had mentioned that if anybody had a Dismeet that we would possibly go to it, right guys? Yeah. Definitely. If you so. if you plan it, we will come. So I think that would be really cool. And so um she, Nicole is looking for ideas, she's looking for a planning committee, and then we're looking for anybody who would be um interested in going to the Dismeet. No dates have been set yet, or it's just in the planning stages right now. Um, and Mary Jo, you, you were at the meet in, which one did you go to? I went to the one in New Jersey. There you go. And they, you know, we've been having these all over the, over, over the country, raising money for Give Kids the World, and, you know, these are, these are grassroots efforts. These are not organized by the, the podcast teams or, or anybody associated with the Diz. These are, these are grassroots efforts, and that's the kind of thing we love to see. And one of the things that I've noticed is that the people who've um, put these meets together, they've become really, really good friends, um, especially the New, New England team. Right. Um, I've seen, I've got together with them, and they're, they've become um, a family of hearts, we'll put it that way, uh-huh. um, because of these meets that they do together. So if, I, I think that anybody who would, work with Nicole, um, is in for a really special treat. Yep, yes. Excellent. Well said. So we will make sure we put 
the link to that again in the show notes, so you can take a look for that. Um, and anybody in Arizona, respond there and give, you know, you don't have to have the experience. She just needs bodies. And, she needs and, bodies. And yep. so there's, somebody actually gave some really good advice on um, on that thread um, Six Miles did. Mm-hmm. And she gave some ideas on how to um, put together an event and how to get things started with who to contact, et cetera. Yep. So I thought that was really good. But if any of our uh, New England friends want to contact and send her a PM, uh, to give her some some experience and advice, some pointers. I think mm-hmm. that would be really helpful too. Or if you would just weigh in on the thread, I think that would be really nice. Excellent. Thank you, Mary Jo. All right. Thank you, team. That is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Plug. Be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland segments this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening. <laughs>